Uh, good evening, everybody. I'd like to, my name is Mary Pat. I am a compulsive overeater, and I'd like to first start um, uh, with a little prayer uh, to my higher power. I'm asking him uh, to be of maximum service and that uh, to help me speak clearly and concisely. And even if I can help one person uh, through this qualification, that is uh, my request. So um, where I was, uh, I would have to say I was really among the walking dead. I was uh, surviving with my addiction, and um, it's got a death grip on me. Uh, I am a compulsive overeater, an addict um, I, with my alcoholic foods. As described in the doctor's opinion of the big book, page 28, I'm a chronic compulsive eater and sugar addict. I've got an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind that does not occur in average, you know, the average person. So I can never use sugar or my alcoholic foods in any form at all. Um, I'm powerless over them. Uh, I, can, I have first recollection um, with my abnormal attraction or preoccupation and um, reaction to concentrated sweets, candy, bakery, and so forth when I was about four years old. Um, I remember, you know, stealing change out of a wallet for, for it. I stole the candy bars that were used for fundraising. I looked forward with excitement to picnics, family celebrations, school, birthdays, and so forth. Um, not so much for the event, but for the sweets that I knew would be there. Um, I am one of four uh, girls in um, my family. I am the third, third born. Um, I was a year old when my mother died. My baby sister was 10 days old and I've got two older sisters that were um, eight and nine at the time. And my father was a functional, hardworking alcoholic um, business owner. And when I was about four, he married an alcoholic woman with, uh, with nine children of her own. I'd like to give the disclaimer that in no way do I blame my father for my disease. Um, all I knew was that, you know, uh, I wanted a mother, I wanted nurturing, I wanted to be like the rest of the kids who had a mother. Um, and then also, too, there was, you know, a lot of trauma in there with um, physical, mental, emotional abuse. Um, and that did prompt the divorce. So uh, my father had lost his business in uh, the mid-1960s, and his alcoholism progressed. He was raising us as a single father, and um, he was violent and abusive uh, as well. So um, by the time I was six years old, between the two adults who were supposed to love, protect, and nurture me, I learned that my body was an object for abuse and aggression. And um, along with that, I learned that I was fat, ugly, stupid, and would never amount to anything. Um, so I ate. I ate a lot <laughs> about that. But I, because I was active and so forth um, during the school age years, I might have been a little chubby or chunky, but I wasn't, you know, I was active, so I the weight really didn't um, pile on until... Um, probably about my, uh, started about the high school, middle school or high school age, and um, 
Then I'd be about 15, 20 pounds overweight. Uh, I was taller and and, um, and heavier than the kids, so I was singled out a lot, you know, and then the clothes didn't fit. I didn't fit in with um, the in crowd. I didn't look like them. I, uh, I took a lot of, you know, teasing or what probably today would be called bullying. And then um, I became the class clown, though. You know, I, that's how I coped with the pain besides the sugar, eating sugar, going to sugar, was I used humor. And so um, really what happened was I was developing a lot of dysfunctional ways to um, manage manage stress like that, uh, allay my anxiety or to seek, um, you know, ease and comfort. Uh, so the gambit of emotions, you know, I just, I turned to, to food for that. And I turned to the alcoholic foods. I mean, you would not catch me, you know, going for kale or carrots. So um, in high school, you know, I mean, you're talking 15, 16, 17 years old. Uh, I would gain and lose 15, 20 pounds. I went on every kind of diet that there was, starvation, liquids only, protein. Uh, I was doing keto before keto was popular. The town doctor gave me amphetamines. And... Um, and so uh, during that time, I also, too, would, you know, babysit um, to earn money, but also, too, because uh, the parents would, you know, give me carte blanche on eating whatever I wanted there. And that was, yeah, something that I did. Um, the addiction continued through nursing school, and I had gained 50 pounds, and I kept it on. Uh, I had um, been sexually uh, abused also as um, uh, from my older sister's boyfriend. And um, I felt uh, alone with that, ashamed, guilty. I blamed myself for being there or it wouldn't have happened. And um, all, all of that is just, you know, d- dysfunctional thinking. Uh, and, and along with that, I ate. And um, so eventually I met... Um, a man, Mary, and, and we got married. Um, I was um, in really a, a relationship that I did not feel loved in. I, again, I felt alone. Um, and then so uh, I, had, um, I had gotten pregnant, and then a friend told me about uh, OA. So I went to a meeting with her. And um, I was really arrogant. I know that's probably surprising with this disease. I was so arrogant. I was sitting there in the back judging people and thanking God I wasn't as sick as that person or um, commenting, you know, boy, is that person sick and they're sicker than me. So I did stay, though, and um, I, um, I knew that I was one of them not just the sick, that's all. And then during those years, big book, for me, I don't have a recollection that it was really a huge thing. The meetings were big, people speaking, that was big. There were, you know, quote, unquote, always stars to listen to and glean from. Um, so I, I was regular there. I did service and fellowship. I would share and give a lead or two, but I never did get a sponsor. Um, I... I um, I didn't work the steps either, and I never read the big book that I bought and collected. It collected dust, but I did get some physical um, recovery. I lost 70 pounds, 
Um, and then I noticed men were paying attention to me. That made me nervous. And I uh, felt uncomfortable in my own skin again still and um, didn't know how to handle it. So um, I had, yeah, a weight surprise. My weight came back on and then some. So um, three decades, nine children, a divorce, and a seriously progressed compulsive eating disease later, here I am. Um, during late December last year, 21, and the holidays, while I was in my kitchen looking at the arsenal of holiday bakery and candies of every sort, at 339 pounds, I was 185 pounds over my healthy body weight. I stood in the middle of my kitchen contemplating uh, bariatric surgery, which entails, you know, partial amputation of my stomach. And that's a drastic move to combat this disease, which I know has risks and failure rates of its own. Um, my higher power, I call him God, reached down to me and gave me another gift that night. He gave me the gift of desperation and the gift of wisdom to know that I am powerless over this disease. This compulsion, uh, this disease, this addiction, it's got a death grip on me and that no human power or no or, or surgery could relieve me of it and it could not help me with it so God for me my higher power God reminded me of OA and um, and I got on the phone the next day I made the call little meeting in Adrian Michigan and I kept calling and going to different meetings uh, any meeting that's I was so desperate I I went to several different types, 90-day um, HOW, the um, Relapse Recovery and 100-pounders here, uh, various writing and um, so forth. Big book study meetings were huge, are huge for me. The big book is huge for me. Uh, learning about the big book, learning about recovery through, through um, these 12 steps and um, the manual of the big book pointing the way. So um, I had learned about uh, another meeting that I'd gone to. It's called A Vision for You. A man had, um, in one of these meetings, had texted me about it and, you know, had told me to check it out, which I did. Uh, that's where I learned so much about this disease. Uh, my obsession, the obsession of, of the mind, the allergy of the body, the entire abstinence, a spiritual awakening through working, working the steps. Uh, personality change, uh, direction, and reinforcement in the big book. From those uh, meetings, I learned how it applies to my disease, uh, arresting it 24 hours at a time, and through my higher power, who is for me, God of the Bible, the 12 steps and the nine tools uh, is, how, is giving me recovery and the miracle of rewiring my heart and my mind. My priority was to get a sponsor this time around because um, I had been out, um, I'd been in relapse over 20 years. So I knew I needed to get a sponsor. Um, my life depends on it. And um, so I listened at meetings to um, uh, who I thought would be a good fit and who had recovery and um, who were, uh, you know, following Big Book and the steps, 12 steps. Uh, very well experienced and just strong in programs. So I knew that, that those people, you know, that person would be able to direct me with the steps of this program. So um, I got abstinent on the 6th of 
of January 2022. And um, I continued with, uh, with the big book and studies, the big book studies and big book meetings um, and more recovered people at listening to them. So uh, my sponsor, uh, my sponsor has been helping me through um, these steps and then to date my higher power has freed me of 91.1 pounds of this addiction and abuse I've done to myself. I have about 100 pounds more to go to goal weight um, through my higher power, the steps and the tools of this program. I've gotten a spiritual, I've gained a spiritual awakening, a noticeable personality change, uh, a life of usefulness to my higher power and serving others. I surrender my will and my life to my higher power. Uh, I, I believe he is the author of my life, the architect and sculptor of my body. And so I turn um, everything over to him regarding, um, regarding this disease. I am entirely abstinent according to his power, really not mine, because he does for me what I cannot do for myself. I follow program for 24 hours at a time. I desire to be of maximum usefulness to God, my higher power, and service to those about me. I read the, the big books. Um, I got a sponsor to help me um, understand it and go through it with me. I do exactly what my sponsor tells me to do. I don't, um, I can't afford uh, to, to not, you know, to not do, to follow directions. I read the big books. I go to big book studies, as I said. Um, I have even gone to AA meetings for the, for the power of recovery and what I learned there. I call for outreach and in troubled times or just to fellowship with one who truly understands me. And that's what I find in our fellowship, uh, people who actually understand me because we have the same uh, spiritual malady and, and co compulsive addiction. Um, I take outreach calls. Um, I currently sponsor. I write and take notes on meetings. Writing's been educational for me. Learning about myself and problem solving with uh, thoughts. That, thank you. Come to me, and so I see the results of implementing um, the the twelve steps and following, uh, you know, following uh, my higher power's direction. So. Um, throughout the day also too, I um, try to be mindful of um, what, what service I, you know, service uh, my higher power has me doing. And then uh, with the help of my sponsor and my fellows and so forth, what I learn at meetings, I also am learning to get on top of resentments, fears, dishonesty, and selfishness when it comes up. Otherwise, um, I will let it fester, and that'll drive me back to the food, um, which I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to do that to myself anymore. It's not living life. I'm able to, at this time, uh, through the program, live happy, joyous, and free because I do have, um, I've got a way, uh, I've got a route out of the, com the compulsion and the addiction for 24 hours at a time. And then um, also prayer is important for me, uh, the step three and step 11 prayer, um, or just throughout the day, 
uh, my sponsor had suggested that I I use my alarm clock on my phone hourly to um, even if just to uh, pray thy will not mine be done. It's and it helps. It helps me to um, keep focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. I love service. I enjoy doing that. Um, I uh, I like helping uh, fellow navigate through the steps when I can. I practice. I try to practice the principles in all of my affairs. I am not perfect. I but I try every day. Um, and that keeps me away from my compulsion. Um, I work the program like my life depends on it because it does. And this is my last best hope. I'm out of options. I'm out of tricks. I, I cannot, I've been through that, been there, done that. I can't. <laughs> so for my sanity and to be sane around food, for my recovery, for peace, for an exciting adventure with my higher power, for acceptance, for better relationships with my children, my family, my uh, friends, coworkers, and employer. God, my higher power, um, I, sur I surrender, and I'm willing to work this program. Uh, use the big book, the 12, uh, work the 12 steps, use the nine tools, um, and it makes my life worth living, not just surviving time and getting through life. I'm able to live, I'm able to love and serve like I said, happy, joyous, and free, if just one day at a time, and that's what I'm willing to to accept at this at this time. I pass. My name is Mary Pat. Thank you for your time and attention. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mary Pat, for your sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Did you want to leave us with a topic this evening? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I wanted to leave you with the topic of powerlessness. Okay. Great. Uh, shall I leave my phone number, or did I do that? I, I don't remember. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> okay, it is, um, I'm so nervous, 440-520-2650. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Pat. I'll shut off the recording.